Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, so good to be with you on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Week going by pretty quickly. Oh, it's going to be a big Baylor game. This thing at Oklahoma State, it's um, its getting more and more intense as we get there. Um You'll be happy to know I have been uh, in touch today with um, with one RG three, and and uh, uh, we'll have we'll hear from RG three at uh, three twenty. He's on the game. He's on the call. He's the analyst for ESPN two uh, in this game, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And he's uh, RG three is awesome. He's been monitoring my recovery from my, my bicycle accident, and <laughs> He just texted me before we came on the show today and said, there is no way for me to downplay how thrilled I am to be doing this game. All right, there he is. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun to be in touch with with, uh, with RG3. He did a little Zoom for some of our local folks yesterday, and that's what we're going we're gonna to take a little back and forth he had with our friend John Warner and that'll be good, and listen to a little bit what RG3 is going to have to say. But uh, really, when RG3 got it rolling and when Baylor got going with that era, um, that was the first time, you know, you ever felt like you could beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, I'm not saying they were always just dominant under Gundy, but that was a bad place for Baylor. That was a, that was a, tough, that was a tough one to overcome. They couldn't win out there. And even when they're really good, I think Aaron reminded me yesterday that was 2013 when Bryles and Drango and and uh, uh, that would have been uh, Patty. They went out there and, um, and that was obviously post that was post uh, Robert era and and they, you know they just couldn't quite get it done. And um, and that was a team that was almost going to be number one in the country. I think they were going to be ranked number one if they won that game. And again, Stillwater is, in my mind, one of the coldest places in the country to ever be uh, at that late November, early December. And that was a late season game. That's a tough place to play. But just having Robert there has to inspire the Bears. I mean, this is, there are, I would say, you can have an argument over the greatest coach. I mean, my guy will always be Grant because Grant Tapp was my childhood hero. Now, Art, obviously, I mean, brings up a lot of baggage, and we can argue forever. He was an unbelievable coach and everything. But when you talk about the greatest players ever at Baylor, now Elkins and Truel and that bunch, yes, I get it. I mean, unbelievable, unreal. But I would say the best all-time players in the history of Baylor, and Aaron, you might say, and we could even open this up if somebody wanted to have an argument on the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Some people would say it's the guy who won the Heisman. It's RG3. And I, I can't argue with you very much, 
Um, he's going to be on the call. That'll be fun. I just think having him in the stadium bodes well for the Bears. He'll have to be unbiased, and that might be a little tough. It's early in his broadcasting career. I could see maybe this the formation of a bear claw, kind of maybe a secret sickum from Robert. But if I were, if you said Matt, you have to name the best player in the history of Baylor football. I still can't do it because I would put Singletary with RG3. I would put Samurai Mike, which he was, that's what he became when he was with the uh, Chicago. Uh, and, of course, Iron Mike Ditka, who he played for, Buddy Ryan, the defense coordinator. It's just that's too tough for me. I can't separate those two. So I, I would say the two best players in the history of Baylor football are equally – uh, it, like, if it were up to me, Singletary would have a statue as well. Now, Grant has one right before you go over the bridge. So he's got the statue out there. And, um, and I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff about Mike out there, some banners or something. But Singletary deserves a statue as well. I mean, he just truly was that great. Um, and so, Aaron, and I don't know what our people would think. I'm sure they'll chime in on the uh, text line. Uh, oh, by the way, Aaron, we've got our uh, schmaltzes trivia question uh to do today but Aaron would you uh as a lifetime Baylor fan who's my age so when you were a kid you can kind of barely remember Singletary does that sound about right to you would you have a hard time if you had to say the greatest player in Baylor history I can't make that call I've got to put Singletary and RG3 together uh you know like you said we're about the same age like I can tell you that when they played in the Cotton Bowl, I remember watching it, but I was eight. So my memories of, of Singletary playing as a bear are very vague. You know, obviously you can watch you know, uh, a lot of it on YouTube. But the, the best one I've seen in my adult life would be RG3. Um, and I think probably James Francis would be third on that list. Uh, but those three are the ones that really stand out. For me. Now, who'd you say? I'm sorry. The Who is your third? RG3 Singletary. Who else you say? James Francis. I oh, just, man. He was, the, he was the most dominating defensive player I've seen in my lifetime besides Singletary. And like I said, I'm just a little too young to, rem, to fully remember Singletary's, you know, sing, most of Singletary's play. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Walter was so, so unbelievable. Abercrombie, it was just crazy that some of those players were on the same team. McNeil was a young player on that team, I think. Now, I tell you what, Schmaltz's trivia question of the day, you've inspired me with all this talk, Aaron, of, of the old days. Let's do this. Here is your trivia question. Now, Aaron, what do they win? Well, they win two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's. One of the great sandwich shops in the state in the state of Texas, but one of the truly the best sandwich shop in in the Waco area. And I like the twice baked bread. If they if they're serving that jalapeno bread, try to get that, and then I get the the schmaltz, and that has salami and lunch meat and cheese, some onions. They'll put a lot of stuff on there for you. But I get my I get the twice baked bread, and I, man, I love it. I love a good. In fact, one of my buddies from down there brought me one a couple of years ago. Aaron just he was headed to, he was headed my way, and he just said, hey, I'm gonna "Just take a schmaltz sandwich to Mosley." And uh, he was a Baylor student, he's out in the workforce now, 
But I love a good Schmaltz's sandwich around lunchtime. And uh, Nelson Rue does such a great job over here. All right. What is the trivia question I've come up with today? Well, here it is. Baylor lost one regular season game in 1980. That's a great team. Singletary's on that team. Walter was on that team. The great Dennis Gentry was on that team. Bruce Davis was on that team. They were unbelievable. I think Vic Vines, I think McElroy, I think a lot of those guys were on that team. Mellon Tree may have still been around. Mellon Tree, maybe. Uh, who? They only lost one. Now, don't get me on. I know who they lost to in the Cotton Bowl. I get all that. But they only lost one regular season game. Who was it to? And what was the score? What was the score of that game? And the only thing, only thing I'll give you a little hint on is that the, the coach of that team, as I recall it, that they, that they lost to, they had one loss, was the father of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The coach of the team Baylor lost to in 1980 was the father of a, of a pro football Hall of Famer who might have played at Stanford. One of the greatest of all time. All right, that's as many hints as I'm going to give you. Who did Baylor lose to? Boy, Sean Hunt from UBO is he's racing right now. Sean, you gotta. It does not count to send the te- the answer to me. You have to go to the CNC Collision uh, text line. Okay, that's two five four six six two sixteen sixty, and the guesses will begin to roll in. All right, and uh, monitor this thing pretty closely, uh, Aaron, and see if somebody, I'll say this, man, as a whatever I would have been, let's see, seven years old, six years old, I mean, I was, I think I was in tears because that, I mean, this, this Baylor team was so good, they might have even been in the national title discussion. That's how great this team was. And they bounce back, as I remember it, and beat those Arkansas Razorbacks. They took down the mighty Razorbacks the next week on national TV. I think Jim Lampley was doing the game. And I uh, always loved it back at Old Baylor Stadium. Uh, became Floyd Casey when uh, they would have one of those towers. You would see a huge tower, and that meant you had national TV in town. And so I, whoever would have been Jack Root, maybe doing the sidelines, Jim Lampley, up in the booth, and eh, I can't think. Pat Hayden? No, I can't think who would have been doing the uh, the uh, the analyst role. But that would have been Baylor versus Arkansas, and it would have probably been Lou Holtz as the coach at Arkansas back in 1980, and Baylor came back with a rousing win, beat them like 45-12 to 12 or something the following week. All right, Aaron, take a peek at the CNC collision text line. Do we have any correct answers yet? We have some correct guesses on the team, but no correct scores yet. Whoa. And I, I want to make sure I have that score correct in my head. I know what I think it was, all those. But if somebody gets within a point, I think I'm going to give it to them. Okay. Uh, but the score, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to help somebody out. And so I'm just going to see who's the quickest on the text line. 
And and so because I want I want to reward whoever was first with the correct school Baylor played, but the score was either thirty one twenty two or thirty to twenty two. So I'll accept either one, but I think it was thirty one twenty two, and the Bears fell to this team. All right, so you better get in there quickly since I just gave you the score. Um, I, I might just go ahead and reward as much as I. Uh, whoever was first with the team, since the score was kind of tough, even for me. Um, so, okay. uh, Aaron, uh, and, and, and they may have not put a name with it, so just text them back. Uh, did, they, did they provide a name, whoever was first, or not? Well, we'll just, I'll, let you, just, I'll let you go. No, it was just a phone number. I'll get it, though. Okay, I'll let you go back and forth with them, and then they will win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. One of the great – I don't know what they put – and I, I, even the potato salad, whatever the potato salad is, I think you can get some coleslaw. But the potato salad I love. It's very similar to the potato salad I get over at Vtex, And I just love mustard potato salad, especially when it's extremely cold. And then those potatoes maybe even have a little bit of a bite through. Like they're not m- too mushy. They got a little bit of, they got a little bit of a solid bite on the, uh, as far as like uh, you got to chomp it a little bit. I don't mind that. Some mustard potato salad. Now, a reminder today that at 340, uh, we'll do our Where Are They Now? And that's uh, we got some great sponsors for that, uh, Might Fuels, and then, uh, of course, B-Bricks involved in that. Uh, so we'll do that today at 340. And for you guys that maybe have been Baylor fans for a little longer than others that go back to, like, 1966, Richard and Woodway. Big J.D. Mosley in uh, Kaufman County. Some of the folks that go way back and maybe played at Baylor back in the day or whatever, you'll remember the great running back, Pinky Palmer, number 35 in your program, number one in your hearts. He's going to be on with us at 340 today. And I know uh, Walter Abercrombie, my good friend at the – uh, with the B Association, he gets so excited when we have old great bears on. So he is in the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame, and he will be with us at uh, 340 today. That is Pinky Palmer. In fact, I'll ask him again, even though I, I know I've heard the story, how he became Pinky Palmer. And he, he was honestly one of the great running backs at Baylor. And, of course, years later, they would run for more yardage. So He's still top 20 in all-time Baylor, but they, they obviously put up more yardage these days than they did back in the day. But uh, not a tougher back has ever lined up for the Bears. So that'll happen at 340 today. Next, we're getting closer, getting closer to the game. I'm going to give you some Cowboys updates, um, uh, our Central National Bank Cowboys updates of the day. Uh, but I also – want to continue as we get closer to game day, Baylor and Oklahoma State, I have a lot of thoughts on what needs to happen and what Baylor can do to sort of try to suck the life out of that stadium. Here are a couple of my, couple of my things that have to happen in this game. In fact, Aaron, I may just share these with RG3. I want him to, I want him to do really well on that broadcast, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I come up with some good things, Aaron, I'm going to text RG3 and provide him with some of these updates, okay? I think he'll really enjoy that. I think that'll really help the broadcast. Nick Florence, where are you out there, buddy? Come on, Nick. Love to have you someday. 
All right, it is Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We roll along. And next, some Cowboys updates. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 40% chance of scattered showers and a few storms. Lows fall to 70 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. A 60% chance of scattered showers and storms, 84 degrees. And on Saturday, we're going to keep with a 60% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott's going to be under center. Only heard here. here. Under center first and goal. There's a handoff to Elliott coming right. A big sack. Martin block. All season. And he blows through. He walks the dog. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Catch the Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping is kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. There have been no changes to the Cowboys' medical and COVID-19 landscape this week. Coach Mike McCarthy said this morning, no new injuries, no additions or subtractions to the reserve COVID-19 list. While five-game suspension was upheld by the NFL, Cowboys right tackle Lyle Collins is allowed back inside the team facility this week. Per NFL rules, he can be in team meetings, work with strength and conditioning coaches, and seek treatment from athletic trainers. High school football tonight, Coppers Cove and Shoemaker at Leo Buckley. Beta women's basketball opened preseason practice yesterday at the Ferrell Center. Rangers hit the 100-game loss mark for the first time since 1973, losing to the Angels 7-2 last night. Rangers and Angels close out that series this afternoon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
Mosley. Alongside Aaron Sexton, we roll through uh, Thursday. Man, I, I tell you, we keep getting all this rain predictions and keep getting pretty nice days. I don't know where all the rain. Afraid it's going to be in Stillwater Saturday night. We'll keep our eye on that. Thank you, Central National Bank, for all you do. The presenting sponsor, director of graphics, everything for this show with the Fonvilles. Uh, Brian Fonville, what he does, executive vice president. Uh, and the Nesbitt family, tremendous. They've got lawyers, bankers. They're really well represented. I'm sure there's a doctor somewhere in the Nesbitt family. Um, I mean, I, I think it's Joe. I don't think Joe, Joe may have a law degree. I'm not sure about a medical degree. But, boy, they do a gr- wonderful job over there. Two locations in Waco and uh, right there in Austin and in Temple. And it, I, when I say location, we're not talking about – Oh, just got a little drive-through over there. No, a place where you can go and sit down and visit with people in a beautiful atmosphere. I mean, I, I go over there sometimes just walk around the corridors. I think they would rather I didn't, but there's one of the longest corridors I've ever been in in a bank out at that location off 84, and I just kind of walk around. I go over to uh, Heritage Creamery, get an ice cream cone, and then I just walk around the bank. And I think it weirds people out a little bit, but they do some great banking over there, and I appreciate the heck out of them. Thank you for what you do, Central National Bank. Now, Central National Bank sponsors a lot of things. The pregame show, the Mosley, the presenting sponsor, but they love some good Cowboys nuggets on a daily basis. So let me bring you up to date on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Tony Pollard not at Thursday's practice because of personal reasons. I don't know what's going on there. But it was not injury-related, and it was not COVID protocol. So that's good. These COVID protocols, it seems like it's one every week. Let's see if they're ready to go this week. I don't think they're going to get Keanu Neal. They thought they might be able to get him back. For whatever reason, it's looking like he's not going to be back. And and sometimes if you have the COVID, if you have the, the, the novel coronavirus, you know, you have some lingering effects. We now... Used to be, it was like, do y'all know anybody's had it? Does anybody know anybody's had COVID? Now, I think we all do. I mean, Aaron, do you have a friend? You don't have to name them. Do you have a friend who's had the COVID-19? I know a lot of people who've had it. Okay. See, we all know somebody. and we Some of us have even had friends and family, loved ones. All right. So be careful out there. Do your thing. Wear your mask if they want you to. Don't if they don't want you to. I've enjoyed going out to football games and kind of being spread out and in press box or even out at games at high school games and no mask. I mean, if we if we continue to do better, get vaccinated and do all, uh oh, uh oh, people are gonna get mad at me. Do whatever you got to do, but uh, it does feel like our country did take a turn when we started getting vaccinated. All right, that's my that's my only statement I'll make. Don't get mad at me. Somebody will be like, "There, oh Mosley's making us all get vaccinated." No, I'm not. Um, I like this statement today from Dak Prescott, talking about just a few minutes ago, talking about the Cowboys offense. We don't have an ego. We don't have it individually, but we're allowed, we've allowed it to come together and be one ego. One ego as this offense. It's special. I think that's the great underlying factor in all of this. Okay. I mean, I kind of like that. I don't even know what it totally means. 
Aaron, does that kind of sound almost like Eminem Broadcasting or ESPN Central Texas? We we don't have really individual egos. We just have one collective ego. Is that does that sound accurate to you? Absolutely. Okay. Good, Aaron. A good answer. I like that. One ego. <laughs> you think Tom, Tom and I should just combine our egos? I think that would be good. Um, and we'll just call it one ego. Uh, okay, Amari Cooper, uh, the Cowboys uh, star wide receiver on Dak Prescott, said, this is the best I've ever seen him, and I am sure he will tell you the same. One of the biggest things I've noticed is that he's getting the ball out so much faster. Aaron, I don't know if you're seeing that to the naked eye, but he is uh, ranked one of the tops in the NFL, I think number five, in the NFL at getting the ball out of there quickly. I mean, that's what I want Bohannon to be doing on Saturday. Boop, boop, boop. Well, early in that game, get the ball out of there, Gary. Get the ball out of there. Don't be taking sacks. Don't let them get back there on you. Get that ball out. If you got to throw it away, I used to hear Parcells bellowing when I'd be out at Cowboys training camp or, or attending practice. Throw away's a good play. Throw away's a good play. I mean, he wanted them to value the football. And not try to, you know, not everybody can be Brett Favre. Not everybody can be Aaron Rodgers, okay, and just keep everything alive. You've got to sometimes be willing to throw the ball away. All right, according to ESPN Stats and Info, well, this great information brought to you by Central National Bank, the leading commercial bank in the country, or at least in Central Texas. But, I mean, one of the best in the in the country. I'm not, I'm, I am feel good about that. Um Prescott is averaging, Aaron, 2.52 seconds before a pass. 2.52. I mean, think about that. You're going to have sometimes you're scrambling around there. This guy extends plays. Um, He's not a guy that's just like ball's got to come out immediately. He's willing to extend some plays. So this is the average of all of that stuff, 2.52. I like that. I mean, think about that. you got to get the snap. you got to do a three or four. Uh, drop, uh, step drop, or five-step drop, whatever you want to do. You can do a seven-step if you want to. But you got to then survey the field, and then you got to unload it. I like that. Now, 2.52 happens in a hurry. And, and if you can do that and you can average that, you can beat the pass rush. And I love the way, I love the way he's countering the pass rush. So I thought you would like that, Aaron, a, a couple of Cowboys nuggets. One other newsy nugget for you is that Randy Gregory did not practice because of a knee injury today. He was on the field at the start of the practice in uniform, uh, which could be a sign that he's just getting a little routine rest. Quick week. Quick week. They just played Monday. There we are Thursday. Tomorrow will be kind of a nothing, just a little bit of a walkthrough. They might get together. Some coaches do it differently. McCarthy might get them together for a little get-together on Saturday. But uh, at, that, at this point, you already start to kind of taper off a little bit. You've got to play Sunday. Today's, uh, you know, some coaches will still practice them a little bit on a Thursday uh, in the NFL. But Mike likes to taper them off a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. Now, um, we had a, an opportunity. Uh, some, of the, some of the local folks got to talk to RG3. Now, I've been hearing from RG3 via text this week. And usually... RG3, man, he'll just jump on anytime we want him. But ESPN is now controlling his schedule. That's okay. That's okay. We'll learn to live with it. 
Um, this is something uh, you'll hear John Warner, a good friend from the Waco Trib, talking to RG3. This came on a Zoom call, and Aaron was able to, to grab this thanks to ESPN and John Warner, by the way. John Warner sharing the audio of this because Warner's a great friend. Um, and uh, let's listen to John Warner ask RG3 about uh, this upcoming week. And just a reminder, the re- talking to RG3, it's, it's always a good time to talk to RG3, but he's actually on the broadcast for ESPN for Saturday's Baylor-Oklahoma State game. Here it is. What do you think of the job Coach Aranda's done with this team to get it into the top 25? And how tough is it to come into Boone Pickens as a player? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with, with Boone Pickens. I mean, I'm 0-3. <laughs> playing against Oklahoma State. Uh, if I didn't know that, every Oklahoma State fan on Twitter let me know, okay? <laughs> First of all, I want to say, look, guys, I know I'm calling the game for my alma mater, but at least give yourself a chance. Like, I'm going to be in the booth. I'm going to be bipartisan. I'm going to talk about how great players you got, Tay Martin, the receiver, number one, you know, all these guys worn at running back. So, uh, boom Pickens is a tough environment. You know, we always talked about um, – how the food was going to taste bad when you went to Stillwater. The hotel bed was going to be a little creaky and it wasn't going to feel that great. And then they're going to walk you out there and you're going to walk up and down the dang thing to get down to the field in that little corner. I don't know if they still have that, but it's like a, it's like a snake getting down to the field. And then when you get to the field, the stands are like, they're breathing on your neck, you know, and they got, they're drinking alcohol, you know, all types of different stuff. So you don't know what they're, what they're actually thinking in those moments. But uh, Boom Pickens is definitely a place that makes you feel like you're surrounded, right, as, a, as an opposing team. And uh, we haven't had great experiences there. Um, but this Baylor team is a different team, and they don't have to carry that baggage of myself or any other team before them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they, they adjust to that environment. I think last week for, for Baylor was great. You know, they came out firing on all cylinders against Iowa State and then had a rough second half, but they still won the game. And I think that will give them opportunity to, to show growth. But this team is, is light years ahead of the team last year. And you can't speak enough about how Coach Aranda has, uh, Aranda has, has made that transition from the difficulties of last year with COVID and Zoom meetings and really not getting to see his guys or really get to install what he likes to do, you know, He's a different, he's a different guy, right? He's a whisperer type of type of coach. You know, he's, he's like a, a Jedi. You know what I mean? Let, let me, let me save my good stuff for TV. But, <laughs> but he, uh, he, 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 he's a guy that needs to be hands-on and he's a relationship guy. So this past year, he's able to establish those relationships and really put his program in. And you're seeing the benefits of it now with Baylor being 4-0. And I know Baylor Nation couldn't be any happier uh, with the way that the, the team is playing right now. All right, there he was, RG3, weighing in. And uh, I like that. He's a whisperer. <laughs> Every time we have uh, Dave on or play some audio, Aaron, what am I saying in your ear? Turn him up. Turn him up, Aaron. <laughs> Turn him up a little bit. He is a whisperer. But I like that Jedi. I like the I like the reference. You know, he followed it up. He kind of got that Jedi master way about him. Well, it'll be fun to have. I think it's a great good luck charm for the Bears to have the Heisman Trophy winner in the house. Gary, don't let that make you nervous. Can you imagine, Aaron? 
Gary, Gary sees before the game down the field, Baylor's only Heisman Trophy winner ever, just kind of glad-handing everybody. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope that's like an encouraging thing for Gary. Like it's not like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I've got, uh, I've got, I've got to deal with, with uh, RG3 being here. I hope, it, I hope it has a calming effect on everybody involved. But good to, good to hear from RG3. And, again, thanks to ESPN for forwarding that uh, uh, to me. And then uh, John Werner for always looking out for us, the ESPN affiliate of uh, and the Baylor flagship, of course. Great to be with you today. So much going on and uh, had some good Cowboy stuff for you. This is a part, this is something I really enjoy doing. And it's, a, it's something sponsored uh, that we do, and I think a lot of you look forward to it uh, because it is our Where Are They Now segment. And we're going to have something that's going to really, for our young audience and our older audience, you'll love this because you, our younger audience, you need to learn your Baylor history. And one of the great characters in Baylor history was running back Pinky Palmer for the Bears in the late 60s. 1966, I believe, is his sophomore year. And uh, and and really one of the cool, cool. And, and I, he's a family friend. Self disclosure. Uh, I've known him since I was a, a kid. He played with my father, and he's just an awesome, awesome guy. So uh, I cannot wait to talk to him. Walter Pinky Palmer is next. Recently on Game Time. Welcome in to the program, John Machota from the Athletic. They played outstanding football yesterday, and they didn't even have Michael Gallup. You know, they didn't even have their starting right tackle in Lyle Collins, and, and the offense was just, uh, you know, one of the top offenses in the NFL. So when they have everybody, uh, they certainly have the capability, especially with Kellen Moore calling plays, to be, you know, the best offense in the NFL. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Family owned and operated is a phrase you hear a lot, but nowhere is that more true than at Sakura Family Ford. 
We're thankful to our customers for keeping it local, and we show it by giving back to schools, churches, and organizations throughout Central Texas. We've watched our customers' kids, and even their kids' kids grow up. Now a third generation of Socorros serves a fourth generation of customers. So if you care about buying a new car or truck from someone who genuinely cares about you, make that short drive to the Socorro exit in West and see how at Socorro Family Ford, our family makes a difference. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Great food and hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe in Robinson. Popular breakfast choices are the Hunger Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burrito, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. The daily lunch special includes free dessert. Or check out the world-famous Rocket Burger with two one-third pound patties and all the fixings. The Friday Night Lights all-you-can-eat catfish special is just what fans enjoy on their way to the home games. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. There have been no changes to the Cowboys' medical and COVID-19 landscape this week. Coach Mike McCarthy said this morning, no new injuries, no additions or subtractions to the reserve COVID-19 list. While five-game suspension was upheld by the NFL, Cowboys right tackle Lyle Collins is allowed back inside the team facility this week. Per NFL rules, he can be in team meetings, work with strength and conditioning coaches, and seek treatment from athletic trainers. High school football tonight, Coppers Cove and Shoemaker at Leo Buckley. Beta women's basketball opened preseason practice yesterday at the Ferrell Center. Rangers hit the 100-game loss mark for the first time since 1973, losing to the Angels 7-2 last night. Rangers and Angels close out that series this afternoon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. That is Matt Mosley. ESPN Central Texas alongside Aaron Sexton. And uh, it is time for our weekly Where Are They Now segment. Bieber Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at BieberCollisionCenter.com. And by Myatt Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right, proud to be joined in our Baylor Legends Series, Walter Pinky Palmer, a man I've known since I was a little kid and uh, one of the great running backs in Baylor history. And if we're asking where are they now, I believe uh, Pinky Palmer is in Marshall, Texas, as we speak. Uh, Pinky, great to have you on the program. I, this, I hope this has always been a dream of yours. I don't know about a dream, but I, I do appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> you've never, you've never sat around uh, wondering if this day would come. Uh, well, it's great to have you. Uh, by the way, how is the how how's Marshall doing this year? You and uh, uh, you and your son Chase keep a pretty close uh, eye on that uh, on that football program. What's uh, what's Marshall looking like? 
Well, Chase does the radio, so he's he's been doing that for several years. We have uh, I have two grandsons that are playing on the team, and we're doing quite well so far this year. Nobody expected us to to accomplish what the young men have done, but uh, they've got a good record. And what, I forget what year it was. Was it ninety one or ninety two? Marshall won the uh, state championship. Chase may have been a junior on that team, but. Uh, was that with the uh, with Dennis Parker was uh, coaching there in Marshall? Absolutely, and they uh, that was a fine time to watch football. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. All right, well, take me back to uh, uh, Olney, Texas. When you're being recruited, I guess that would have been the John Bridgers coaching staff. Um, what was the uh, what was your what were you thinking about at that time? Did you have some were there other teams that you were considering and who was the? What was the main reason uh, that you ended up on the Baylor campus? That's kind of a question that you probably don't have enough time to, to listen to. But uh, try me. I had all. We had all this. I got offers from all of the uh, Southwest Conference schools and Oklahoma and several other schools back in the east and to the west. So it was in a being in a small town. It was a. I guess a great opportunity to uh, kind of see how the rest of the world lives. So it was interesting. Do you remember, like, sort of like the the coach? Was it the running backs coach, or your first point of contact with with Baylor, and uh, was it Bridgers, or what were your what were your kind of uh, uh, your first thoughts of 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 Baylor, and and what stood out about it? Well, I had a sister that went to Baylor, so that was one of the. I guess motivating reasons because we'd gone down there before and uh, I'd seen the university, but I just liked the uh, like the coach, Coach Bridgers. I got to meet with him during the re- recruiting cycle, and uh, of course we went to other schools, Texas A&M and Texas and uh, Texas Tech. A lot of the people in my area, which is only is just south of Wichita Falls, which is I believe 17 miles from the Oklahoma border. Uh, it was it was kind of an interesting thing during that time period. Well, Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame running back Walter Pinky Palmer joining us. And for people that read about you and maybe didn't get to see you back in the day, um, remind everybody how you uh, got the nickname Pinky because uh, that's pretty much how it, almost anybody in your life uh, knows to knows to call you. Well, I was named after my grandfather's, and really I just never used that name. And my, I guess my dad, somebody named me Pinky because I had light red hair at the time when I was young. So that kind of followed me through uh, through the time frames of athletics, and nobody knew the WF or Walter. It was it was always that nickname. <laughs> I think I know it. I think I know what the F is. Can I say it, or do you keep it private? I is it Fisher? Does that sound right? Yeah, that was my dad's name and my my grandfather's name. Okay, yeah. Somehow, I somehow in the recesses of my mind, I've known that over the years. Okay, um, uh, the the Syracuse game. Let's go back through some of your the 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 history. That's your sophomore year, I believe. That's nineteen sixty six, and Baylor opens the season with Syracuse, and and as I've read about this, they have Zonka. That's crazy to think that they had Floyd Little 
and Larry Zonka on the same team. And, uh, and But that, that ended up being a tremendous uh, day for the Bears. And, and I guess that was kind of the first time you'd gotten to play on the varsity, and I think you uh, scored in that game. Do you remember what the, what the play was and, uh, and how you got into the end zone? Well, yeah. Let me let me visit with you about this. the The Syracuse game obviously was on national television, and it was the first ball game of the season, as I recall it. And the thing that was really interesting that stood out to me was there was a uh, gentleman named John Westbrook, who was a walk on, who was my age and a young gentleman who. Is, was of the, of the uh, black community. And a lot of people say that Jerry Levias was the first black person to play in the Southwest Conference. And as a matter of fact, John Hill Westbrook was in that ball game, and the coach put him in the game to run, a, run some plays. And technically, that he was the first person the first black individual that played in the Southwest Conference. And and I think that a lot of people would probably uh, take me on on that particular deal, but I believe our game was the first game of the season. And uh, at that point in time, freshmen had their own football program. The freshmen played the freshmen of other Southwest Conference schools. So the first opportunity you had to play was a sophomore and – we had a we had a wonderful sophomore team, or excuse me, we we had a wonderful team during my sophomore year, and uh, I got to play in the first ball game, and uh, the coach, it was a play where the fullback runs out, goes up the sideline, and there was a pass from Terry Southall, who was a wonderful quarterback at Baylor at that time, and it was I caught the ball, went in the end zone, it's like. You know, that happens every day, but that was obviously a highlight of, of my career, and it, it really made me enthusiastic about playing Southwest Conference football. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you, all, you all opened that season, I think, what, 3-1, and one, and were really on a, in, a, in a good way, and I think you even knocked off, what, Arkansas, number five in the country. I mean, those were some great SWC teams. So did you almost think, Pinky, at that point, like, we're we're gonna win. We're gonna win a lot of games here at Baylor. Was that kind of your mindset at that point? Quite frankly, it was because uh, you know, the the people we had very talented people that were seniors and juniors in my sophomore year, and uh, Terry Southall Brownwood was uh, I think a coach's son, and he was a wonderful quarterback. So we had some really great players, and. You know, when you do, when, when you're a sophomore and you step on the field for the first time and see that kind of ball game where the Syracuse people that were supposed to, to beat us and had Floyd Little and Larry Zonka type people and and both those guys, if if anybody doesn't know, Larry Zonka went on to the Dolphins and played. He was a great uh, running back, and Floyd Little obviously has a history that anybody can look on Google and find that, and it is amazing how what kind of career he had so the the game for coach bridgers was obviously probably one of the 
the finest games and the most exciting games he had ever won. Yeah, yeah, and he had some great wins there, had some great players. Hall of Famer Pinky Palmer joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Pinky, what do you remember about that offense that you were running under Bridgers? I know Richard Stevens would have been over there uh, blocking for you. I imagine uh, uh, Richard Denard uh, would have been over there. And the funny thing is, all y'all sons, we all ended up going to Baylor together. Uh, however many years later that was, 25 years later or so, um, and all ended up being friends, which was very interesting in itself. But what was, uh, what were you, 1966, 67 through there, what were y'all running? Was it like two halfbacks uh, next to each other? What, what were you trying to accomplish offensively? Well, in 64, which was my sophomore year, that was a year that uh, basically – we ran the same offensive structure that the pros did, and that, that is you had two running backs that were on each side of the quarterback. And we did run some fullback plays where the fullback would line up and the, behind that would be the, be the running back. But that was kind of new then as far as generational football in the Southwest Conference. And quite frankly, it was something that, that I think we were able to play against other teams that were awfully good teams that that just weren't ready for that kind of football. Yeah, it, 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 that's really interesting that you were on the front end of that. Now, 68, um, you correct me if I got my facts wrong, but I think you were one of the captains on the team. And I know uh, there was some tough losses that season, some really close games that you all had a chance to win. I think you were up on Texas maybe at halftime, as my dad has told me. Um, I, but now dad, does, he, he reminds me that uh, the Michigan State, he said, he said <laughs> you sustained the toughest lick maybe he's ever seen anybody take. And I think it might have been a safety who came up and hit you. And he still can kind of remember what you looked like when you came back over to the sideline after that hit. Does that uh, – do you do you remember uh, that game and 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 taking that hit? Yes, absolutely. Michigan State uh, uh, was a good good football team at that time, and we were playing them at Michigan State. And we used to run on the goal line. We would run and out of the fullback position. We would run uh, powers to either the right side or left side. And this particular defensive halfback wore a neck collar. You don't see very many defensive halfbacks with neck collars, but if you watch the film, before the play started, he was play, he was about 10 or 15 yards in the backfield or in the, the defensive back area, and he started running toward what we ultimately chose as the handoff on the right side for a fullback power, and he was going full speed when he hit me head on. And uh, that was one of those things that I wouldn't <laughs> want to revisit again. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's tough. There were no helmet-to-helmet -helmet, uh, penalties or targeting penalties back then, were there, Pinky? I don't believe they knew exactly what that, that meant at that time. <laughs> Talking to Pinky Palmer, Baylor Hall of Famer. Okay, um, uh, the, the, the one game y'all did win, and you won a few games that season, 
But that win over A&M had to be a big one. And, and, and my dad, who was on that team with you, has told me before that there's some players from A&M that don't even like to talk about that anymore. He, he later became friends with Ed Hargett, who was the quarterback at A&M. What do you remember, what do you remember about that game? Because I, I think that probably had to be one of the, uh, the, the, the more memorable wins of your career. It was a highlight game. I mean, we ran um, that particular game, and don't ask me why I can remember this, but I had like 100, 128 yards rushing against that team, and they had beaten us years before, and I, we were certainly not supposed to win this ball game. But uh, we had some some uh, agreements or basically consolidation of our, our players that week that we were going to do something. For example, uh, I don't know if you remember, but Brian Blessing, we, he would play the Baylor, uh, the Texas A&M fight song in the morning as loud as he could play it in the dormitory every day of that week. <laughs> and uh, it was really kind of something that motivated a lot of people to get out there, and, and we thought we could beat them, and we did. Yeah, Brian Blessing. There's nothing you could tell me about him that would surprise me. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's kind of funny. And boy, people still brag on you to this day, Pinky, for uh, the extra genie that you used to tie up to, I guess, the side of the stadium, and it would offer resistance to the running backs. And, and uh, they said you worked tremendously hard to become one of the top running backs in the uh, SWC. So, po- folks are still singing your praises, Pinky. And uh, I appreciate it. You've been a great friend, and your son, obviously, is one of my best friends in the world. And uh, it was great to get to visit with you today. Well, let me tell you one other thing I want to add. The exergenie, which is the pulling the rope under pressure, I have two grandsons that did that, and they understood after they did it about four or five weeks the difference it makes in your your overall anatomy and your ability to run. So. If somebody ever wants to know what an exogeny is, they ought to look it up and see how they can make themselves a better football player. I like it. I like it. Those things still work even to this day. And, uh, Pinky, I really appreciate it. And uh, tell, tell the rest of the family hello. And, man, I cannot imagine how fun that is to watch uh, grandkids playing football. So good luck to Marshall with whoever they're playing tomorrow night, okay? Thank you very much. There he goes, Walter Pinky Palmer, one of the all-time greats. And in 2013, uh, he went into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, and he played with a, a defensive tackle that was pretty solid named John Mosley, who happens to be my father. And uh, that is the rest of the story. All right, Matt Mosley Show, uh, we're signing off. And game time with Tom Barfield is coming next. <laughs> The Connolly Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. It's a week off in district play for the Connolly Cadets. First off, Coach, your impressions of what you've seen from your district to this point in the season? Uh, we got some real competitors in district. Uh, I think every team is a lot better this year in our district. It's a lot tougher. Uh, Robinson, uh, you know, their head coach has been there a few years now. Uh, look a little bit better on film. Uh, that'll be our first district opponent. And then we're going to go play Salado, who you always know really well. They um, coach really well, play really hard. Um, and so after Salado, we're going to get some of Jero 